Hello, and welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, we'll hear a Japanese story about a lucky fisherman who sees a heavenly dance. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Dance Stories collection. Robe of Feathers a story from Japan. Once a fisherman named Hakuryu took his nets in hand to go fishing near the pine forest of Mio. He had not yet reached the shore when he saw a strange sight. Hanging on the branch of a pine tree was a beautiful robe made entirely of white feathers. Hakuryu reached out, took the robe down, and was about to examine it closely when he realized someone was nearby. Looking up, he saw a beautiful maiden walking toward him. Fisherman, she said, her voice light and liquid. Give me back my robe. He shook his head. Your robe, lady? I think it too beautiful for one person. It should be placed with the other great treasures of Japan. Oh, please, fisherman, she begged him. Give me the robe. Without it, I cannot fly. If it is put away in a museum, I will never be able to return to my home in the skies. Oh, good fisherman, please give it back. Hakuryo still shook his head. It was not that he was hard-hearted. He truly believed the magnificent robe belonged to all the Japanese people. But the maiden could not stop begging for the return of her robe. Would you take my skin, fisherman? Would you steal my wings? Without the robe, I am bound to the earth, even as you are. She stood before him, wringing her hands. Hakuryo did not quite understand what it was he held. Was the robe more than just a beautiful object? Could it be magical as well? His heart began to soften. Maiden, he said, bowing to her. I will give you back this robe of feathers, for a price. I have no money, fisherman. We celestial beings do not barter or trade. We take our living from earth and sky. She shook her head, and the waterfall of her hair rippled down her back. You mistake me, maiden, Hakuryo said. I will give it back to you, if you will dance before me for he had heard that the celestial beings knew dances that no one on earth had ever seen. She shook her head again, but there was a smile on her face. One dance, fisherman? He bowed again, this time very low, knowing that the gods did not reward greed. Only one. She took a step back and said, I will do a dance for you that makes the palace of the moon turn around. But, she paused. Hakuryo glanced up at her. But, but I cannot dance without my feather robe. 
This time it was Hakurio who shook his head. No, once I give you the robe, you will fly away. The maiden stamped her foot. Her face, so beautiful, became almost ugly with anger. You mortals may make pledges that you break, but we do no such thing in the heavens. I have said I will dance in return for the robe, and so I shall do. Her voice was low, but nevertheless Hakurio shook with fear and shame. He held out the robe, and the white feathers glistened in the sunlight. The maiden took the robe and ran her hand down the feathers, as if to calm them, or like a bird preening itself. Then she took a koto from under the garment, and Hakurio was astonished, for there had been no instrument there a moment before. With a quick movement of hand and shoulder, the maiden donned the white feather robe, then struck the strings of the koto, after which it began to play all by itself. At that, the maiden started to dance, her movements languorous and pure. And as she danced, she sang of her home high up in the moon. The song told of the walls of the palace that were fashioned with a jade axe. It spoke of thirty kings of the moon, fifteen in white robes who ruled when the moon was full, and fifteen in black who ruled when the moon waned. Hakurio's eyes filled with tears as the sky maiden danced, for he had never seen anything so beautiful. Then the maiden turned around three times and blessed the islands of Japan, saying, Like the pearls of a fine necklace, they shall ever increase in their worth. Hakurio was about to thank her when he saw that the maiden was no longer on the sand. Having fulfilled her promise to give him one dance, she was now walking on the air, as if on invisible steps. Higher and higher she went, past the pine trees of Mio, past the floating islands, over the mountain of Ashitaka, the high peak of Fuji. Now she no longer looked like a maiden in a white feather robe, but like a white bird flying upwards to the palace of the moon. The fisherman fell to his knees and wept anew, promising to remember the robe, the maiden, and the dance. And he promised to remember this story as well. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.